You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR. Live streaming, podcast and a whole bunch of ways, including on demand, you can listen to the 3CR grid. Now, uh, up first, thank you to Democracy Now! for the uh, last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. We're proud to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. And our little weekly half-hour radio show, we're about bicycles, urban transport, sometimes not urban transport, uh, micro-mobility, cycling, I've already said that, and all different ways of getting about in, uh, you know, the kind of the active transport, micro-mobility, ever-expanding uh, universe of low-impact ways of getting around. Now, on today's show, I'm going to be talking to Jesse and Dominique, and they're from a new group up in New South Wales called Better Streets. And it's a new coalition uh, being created uh, to, as it, as it said, um, does what it says on the side of the, on the tin, to help improve streets, livable amenabilities, uh, uh, lower speeds, getting around, all those things that uh, we need to be looking at with greater focus. Now, a little bit of news and events. Um, prior guests I had on the show last year or the year before, the St Kilda Bike Kitchen. Uh, this Saturday, the 4th of February, is their first open workshop for 2023. And uh, you can come along and find them between 10am um, to 12.30pm at the Peanut Farm in St Kilda, alongside the Veg Out uh, Farmer's Market. I've got some other news and events. Hopefully, I'll be able to um, talk about that. There's a... Um, City of Melbourne have got a new consultation open for Yarra Park and no doubt uh, there'll be plenty of feedback on that, especially the use of the area. And uh, also coming up, I uh, haven't got the date in front of me, but Bike West have getting together and organising another critical mass and this one's going to be the Franco Cozzo edition and I believe it's the last Friday of February. I'll bring that up hopefully if I have time at the end of the show. If I don't, when you look at the podcast description at 3cr.org.au for slash Yarrabug, the link should be in there or go to a mirror site which is yarrabug.org for slash radio or keep an eye out for Facebook and Twitter. Okay, after the break and a little bit of music, I'm going to be chatting to Jesse and Dominic from Better Streets. Laughing at your jokes like an actress So funny Pouring up my heart on your mattress Like honey Yeah, I say I'll give you all I got But then again I leave after breakfast 
Good morning, Jesse and Dominic. You there on the line? Hi, hi, Chris. How are you? Good. Sorry for a little bit of dead air there. I was just um, confusing myself. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, uh, better streets, New South Wales. A uh, little bit of an introduction and why this new coalition has come about. Yeah. So, I guess. Um, Better Streets for New South Wales has come about because um, the state government for a long time has been promoting more walking and cycling in New South Wales. All of their high-level strategies say all of the right things. But investment in the infrastructure and programs to make an environment that really is friendly for people to walk and and cycle and take other micro-mobility is still not there. And so the the Better Streets Coalition is about getting all of the community voices together to, to advocate to politicians and government to say, now's the time to invest. And uh, I remember, I think, uh, Better Streets uh, initiative or coalition was announced back at the Micromobility Conference in Expo, I think, in, uh, in November of last year by Megan Sharkey, is that? Yeah, that's right. So... Um, the Better Streets movement is originally a UK movement and and we've taken the same model and we're going to roll it out here. And oh, I should let you both introduce yourselves as well. Uh, Jesse. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Jesse. I, I live in inner Sydney and I'm an urban designer in my day job and work trying very hard to make uh, the city streets better places, but really up against the lack of funding. Uh, yeah, hi. So I'm Dominic. Um, I've been involved with Bicycle New South Wales for the past eight months or so, and I've recently just come on board with Better Streets as their full-time campaign coordinator. Um, so, yeah, really enjoying the challenge that we're up against, and I'm very optimistic um, to roll out this, this program, as Jesse said, in New South Wales with some good results. And what sort of groups are you looking at uh, joining Better Streets? We're looking at anything from um, health to active transport um, to school PNC groups, anything, any small grassroots organisation across New South Wales where Better Streets uh, would help their their key ask, basically, um, would be amazing to have on board as as part of our coalition. Okay, and what can Better Streets offer people joining the coalition? Okay, you've got the benefit of you know solidarity and numbers and the rest of it, but what's the sort of thing that uh, you'll be helping people network or you know providing resources or that sort of thing or campaigning? Um, so Better Streets gives you a campaign um, campaigner's handbook, and the campaigner's handbook takes you through uh, sort of best strategies to lobby local politicians. Um, ways to get your community members involved, ways to engage sort of like-minded individuals around you that are held in a little bit of sort of uh, paralysis or indecision, um, not knowing where to put their energies. And it sort of, yeah, is a, is a helpful guide to redirect and, and sort of bring community members together to amplify our voices. Um, so that's sort of our, our one big resources, which we would love to distribute. Um, across our coalition members um, and also just providing that sort of um, media support as well. We're, we're lucky to be to be backed um, by a few 
um, very helpful donors. And this sort of allows us to develop a bit of a media presence, which will be up and coming in the next couple of months. And then we'd love to sort of um, uh, market everyone's issues at grassroots level, what's important to them across New South Wales to come together in a louder sort of voice. And, okay, you've, you said this is kind of like the lead-up to the New South Wales election. Uh, will will this kind of will the coalition continue past then? Will you be doing follow up and continue campaigning? Yeah, absolutely. Because getting politicians to promise to do the right things is only the first step. Actually, holding them to account is a really important feature of Better Streets, and and we'll be trying to encourage all of the members of the coalition to to constantly be going back to their members and saying, you know, what what practical actions are you taking? And with, uh, okay, so we're talking about the actual processes and functions and what do you do. Say you're talking to someone who's never been in contact with any type of active transport campaigning or simply wants something to happen in their area. How would you kind of, you know, kind of frame that for someone who's really quite new to all this and doesn't understand or has never come into contact with um, kind of looking at, you know, moving around transport other than like a vehicle vehicle speeds, all this sort of thing. What's kind of like a basic way that uh, you could uh, give them a good example of yeah, why the problem, they should be, yeah. I, I think every everyone is a little bit different, but I think one thing that everyone has in common is that everyone walks. You know, so even if you, you like to drive a car, which a lot of people do, you'll still walk some of the time. And so the the... Um, the most basic way into a discussion with most people is about what the experience of walking in their neighbourhoods is like and what the experience of walking is for other people in their neighbourhood who might have um, different needs to them. And the, the one that resonates with many people is children. And if you can talk about um, how children are able to be independent in their neighbourhoods that can also be a great lead-in, particularly for people who have children themselves. Um, but it also allows them to think about their own experiences when they were children and they may have had greater independence in moving around their areas. So that's a really good way to start those conversations, but it's not the only way. And what do you, in New South Wales, do you have issues with like vehicle speeds and uh, like the school drop-offs, these sort of things. You know, it's probably very similar between the two cities, Melbourne and Naram and, and Sydney. But do, do you see similar issues of people want to do things, but they find there's barriers? Yeah, almost identical across across all of the jurisdictions in Australia, to be honest, because the, the way that we've been building cities since the 60s and 70s has been very, very focused on moving cars around efficiently and quickly. And the consequence for that has been that it's it's less safe and less amenable for everyone else who's walking and, and cycling and so on. Um, so those those issues are almost identical across the jurisdictions. And things like our riding to school, having the ability to do so. Uh, I was just thinking, how would this kind of appeal to people who are looking at rising living costs and the like? Um, is there there's ability there to appeal to people that there is a different way of getting about? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, walking is the, the cheapest way because um, for most people, they just need a pair of shoes and a hat. Um, you might want to wear some clothes as well. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
a bicycle is a much, much cheaper form of transportation than just about any car. Even an e-bike is a relatively inexpensive thing compared to most cars. And with fuel costs increasing really dramatically, that, that pressure is only going to increase, we think. And you can see that playing out in cities like London, where as um, transportation costs increased very dramatically and congestion got worse and worse, there was a greater and greater switch to people riding bikes, even in advance of the infrastructure coming into place. And now with better infrastructure, those numbers have, have just gone through the roof. Mm. I've seen that with the low tra- um, was it low traffic neighbourhood. Uh, I think L- was it LTNs or so? What you call it in the That's UK? That's right. That's yeah. what they call them in the UK. Yeah. I mean, in Australia, we've had. Um, local area traffic management ideas built into Australian um, kind of standards and guidelines for a very long time, but they haven't been widely utilised. Yeah, that's an interesting one because we've got uh, in Victoria, you may no doubt have a similar um, kind of instrumental or whatever or act in New South Wales, you know, the Transport Integration Act. And there's all these good things in there, but they're not implemented and, uh, well, actually enacted. And is there a similar thing in New South Wales, you know, because I'm constantly in this space, you feel this, uh, things can be done, but they're just not moving the right way to create space, to create better amenities, to create a safer environment. Um, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's right, that most of the strategies in New South Wales, and I think um, this is now being reflected in national strategies as well, they say the right thing but the way that funding is distributed is really skewed. So in the um, in the 18 billion to 20 billion in capital works last year, um, only 100 or so million was spent on walking and cycling. And that's way below the 10 to 20% that international guidance recommends for active transport modes. And so really the key message to our politicians is that Saying the right things is not enough and that the community is no longer going to accept that as enough. And we want to see the investment actually match those aspirations. So when Better Streets um, says that we want safe, healthy, people-friendly and climate-friendly streets for New South Wales and for Australia, we actually expect to see sufficient investment to make that happen. And it was interesting in Victoria, the Greens put forward... Um, a costing for, for rolling out very comprehensive cycleways. And they thought that that could be done for in the order of about $2 billion, which in the scheme of overall transport investment is below that 10 to 20% investment over a four-year cycle. Travellers Aid Australia is offering free scooter safety training sessions. They will help mobility scooter and powered wheelchair users to practice their skills and build confidence in navigating their local community and accessing public transport. These sessions are delivered by trained facilitators and volunteers and are provided across Melbourne. For more information or to register interest, visit travellersaid.org.au, call on 03-9654-2600 or email info at travellersaid.org.au. Travellers Aid Australia is a 3CR supporter.
Because you're seeing, I think, also in this space in terms of who gets the funding and who gets the, you know, the you know delivered infrastructure, I'm going to see some generational problems here in terms of, you know, um, the loud voices or the rather um, insistent voices on car travel. And there's a lot of stuff, I've discussed this as a different level, you know, when you see consultations or you turn up to council meetings, you don't see people of a... Uh, demographic under under 30 there very very often and I'm kind of seeing this from a long-term perspective of um, I think voices are being lost or not being listened to or being ignored. Dom you're probably in a great position to comment on that. (laughs) Um, Yeah well it's there's definitely in the in the younger crowd there's a lot of focus around sort of climate advocacy um, and a big sort of groundswell movement there. So it, in my mind, if we can sort of tap into that and, and redirect a lot of those sort of climate, um, the people passionate and the kids passionate about climate rallies and um, climate for schools and things like that, then then we can really sort of amplify the Better Streets movement to the younger um, generation. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing we see here, Victoria, probably the same thing in New South Wales with COVID. Um, there was mm-hmm. a greater emphasis upon, you know, when you council meetings and things like this where you could call in on either, you know, uh, the you know, Teams link or Zoom link. Um, because, you know, these things, these meetings and stuff are held at times when it's really inconvenient for a lot of people. You've got family, kids, you've got home after a really hard day and you're expected to go out again to a meeting. Is there a kind of a way, like in your campaigner's handbook or things like that, where you can kind of um, pull people into that sort of, that space? Because it, there's, a, there's a big, big opportunity there to get more, you know, younger voices in there. Well, our social media strategy um, speaks a lot to younger people. We're really focusing on on trying to sort of um, create a, a voice through social media, which is which is you know majoritarily used by a younger demographic. Um, so focusing a lot there on on sort of our strategies of reaching out through our partner organisation is key, um, and also sort of making it an issue which isn't which isn't just a cyclist issue. It's yep. a massive, it's a massive thing for us, and that's exactly what Better Streets is. It's not, it's not a cyclist issue. It's, it's not just a walkers issue. It's, it's a lifestyle issue, and it's um, an issue for all people, whether they have a car or not, to improve our streetscapes um, for future generations as well. Yeah, so we should tell you. I think the the key asks that Better Streets has are some very practical things that can be delivered by by our political system. So we're asking for a bit over 2,500 pedestrian crossings, which in New South Wales is only 20 crossings per local government area. Uh, we're asking for um, 30 kilometre scenes on local residential streets and where, where there are lots of people in town centres. We're asking for 1,000 kilometres of connected, safe, micro-mobility routes to be built each year for the four years of the next term of government. Um, We're asking for beautiful streetscapes um, in shopping areas to improve local business. And we're asking for programs and infrastructure to allow at least three quarters of students to walk, scoot or take public transport to school daily. So those are five very practical things and if all of those things were delivered over four years, it would have a truly transformational effect on our urban areas. 
Yeah, because again, with major cities and towns, uh, there's a it's, it's an American term, and you might be familiar. It's called the strode, where too much is packed into an area, and it, this this road and you know is, is expected to do too much. Yeah, yeah, it's it, really the the application of yeah. highway standards to urban roads. That's basically. it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, what what would be a, you know an example in Sydney you could see being you know, like some of the more um, around, you know, things like Parramatta and all that, Strathmore, areas that which you would consider a strode, which is really unpleasant, but could be made better. Yeah, well, interestingly, um, both Liverpool City Council and um, Bankstown City Councils have quite comprehensive plans for their inner areas to, to do transformations. And in fact, Liverpool City Council has just been trailing 30 kilometres speed limits um, in and around their centre, and the, although um, the formal outcomes of that trial are, are yet to be released, we believe that um, that's going extremely well. Um, so those, often the main streets are some of the hardest streets um, to transform because they have traditionally been major traffic arterial routes and there's the most conflict over space those locations but it's the quieter streets um, where the transformations can happen fastest and with the least friction and mm. I think we would be encouraging government to really focus attention on that to get a groundswell of walking happening because that's healthy for the community it will save a lot of health budget in the long term and from that point it will be then possible to tackle some of those more complicated environments. Yeah, because I think we would all think of those suburban streets where you know you got your big box development or whatever you call it now, and there's just too much going on, and you feel like as either a pedestrian or if you're riding or getting there by PT, you feel like you're an intruder into this you know car dominated space, and this yeah, there's, there's things that people have got to think about of like, do you want this to continue? This seems to be the dominant form, and things that the Better Streets Coalition, you, you're providing a, a um, like a portal for people to have a think about how they want their um, cities and towns uh, planned out. That's right. And it is, it's a long-term discussion because we have been training our children for, for basically three generations now to assume that cars are the way to move around and that moving at high speed is the appropriate way for that to happen and that everything else really needs to be subservient to that. And actually having a, having a discussion about that is not a small thing. It's incredibly ingrained in everyone who, who, who lives in our cities and it has been for, for now two or three generations. So that's a really big discussion to have and we're going to have to have it, you know, um, we would like to have it quickly, but I think it will take time. Mm. So, in closing, thank you, Jesse and Dominic, for your time. How can people find out more, get in touch, join, and, yeah, contact details for Better Streets New South Wales? Um, our best, our best uh, resource is our website. If you go to our website, you'll find out a lot about um, our Better Streets Coalition. We do encourage organisations across Australia to join the Better Streets Coalition in show of support. Um, and you're also going to be hearing a fair bit about us in our upcoming Better Streets week Weekend, which is scheduled on the, uh, the 4th and 5th of March, um, and which we'll be doing a few events across New South Wales. So, yeah, so definitely keep an eye out for that. 
www.ngaipod.info and um, you can find our social media feeds, which we'll be kicking off in the next week or so at Better STS for AUS, Better Streets for Australia. So betterstreets.info is the website and you can join us there. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for your time today. Uh, and I'll get all the rest of your details into the podcast description. And uh, we should do a catch-up interview at uh, some point in the future to see how you're progressing. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Yarrabug would like to thank our sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Tuesday or Thursday. Yeah, thank you to Jesse and Dominic for making time today to talk about Better Streets, New South Wales. And I said in the intro, critical mass. Friday the 24th of February at... 5 p.m. at uh, State Library. Uh, it's going to be organised by Bike West, and this is the Critical Mass Franco Cozzo edition. Going way out west to have a look at some pretty poor infrastructure and how it can be well improved greatly. And I also mentioned that um, I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head if it's uh, City of Melbourne or Parks Vic, but. Uh, the Yarra Park consultation and uh, yeah, use of land thereof in that area where you've got lots of sports facilities and the MCG and all the rest of it. And uh, no doubt there'd be some people out there with some very strong views about how that area is utilised. And uh, yeah, again, as I said, I'll put the details into the podcast description. Okay, thank you for listening today. Yarra Boss, we use a group radio. We're kept on air by subscriptions and donations but, uh, to 3CR because... You don't really get anything from the government. Uh, this is uh, all purely run by, you know, you, our listeners. So go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe, donate or fundraiser options. Uh, our podcast should be up relatively soon. Or you can listen to the on-demand or you can listen to the podcast version where uh, I cut out that bit of dead air at the beginning. So <laughs> apologies for that, but sometimes glitches do occur. Okay, up next is Shebop followed by Black Block and next week Faith and Val should be back in the studio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.